All right, all right. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. My name is Chris Harvey, and we'll be talking about the Atlanta Falcons draft class. So, the NFL draft has finally passed, and the and the Atlanta Falcons was one of the biggest stories heading into the NFL draft with a huge decision to make with the number four pick in the NFL draft. They had three options here. First one was to go quarterback. Rather, it was Trey Lance, Justin Fields, or Matt Jones to be the successor to Matt Ryan, or go another direction and go with the best non-QB available, which would have been Florida's tight end, Cal Pitts, and the last option was a trade down. Now, with that being said, the um, the um, Falcons' decision at number four would really depend on what the San Francisco 49ers do with the third pick, who had all the NFL fans wondering if, like, according to rumors, it was going to be Trey Lance or Mac Jones that would be heading to San Fran. Honestly, I had thoughts that Trey Lance would have been our pick if the 49ers didn't take him with that number three pick, which would have caused hell between all Falcons fans. Luckily, the 49ers took Trey Lance and the Falcons took Cal Pitts, the um, tight end out of the University of Florida with the fourth pick in the draft. Now, Cal Pitts, everybody knows he is a unicorn. He is this versatile weapon that is the ultimate mismatch nightmare and is a huge addition to Atlanta. He is his like his like talent levels is insane and he has the ability to wind up basically everywhere, which makes this offense even more scary. He's gonna cause he's gonna cause all kinds of defensive coordinators and just Defenders in general to have nightmares in their like nightmares in their sleep thinking about him, and like it's just gonna be even harder for opposing teams to game plan. Like it was already hard to game plan with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, and now you and now you add a mismatch nightmare and Cal Pitts. That's gonna be. That's gonna be one. That's gonna be a frustrating time for for opposing defensive coordinators to just game plan how to stop all three of them. And and like this is probably, this is probably the best case scenario, for Cal Pitts. Like this was probably the team that he could probably succeed the most and and get the most targets with. Cause you're not gonna double him. Cause if you double him. Julio's going to be open, Ridley's going to be open, even Russell Gage, he's going to be open, 
So like he like it's gonna be so easy for him. This this is the best place he could have gone to. See now, was this pick worth worth taking over quarterback? Honestly, for the for the current position of the team, I think I think it was easily worth it over taking a quarterback, waiting probably two years, and then just getting like, then like when he's ready, he might not even be ready after two years. He could he, he could even suck. So in my opinion, this was this this was worth it over taking a quarterback, and like. You can just, you can find a quarterback like next year or whatever. And when that quarterback's ready, whoever it is, he's going to have a Cal Pitts who is basically entering his prime. So this was the perfect pick at number four. So day one concludes. Now we're at day two, which is the second and third round. There is so much talent available that a trade down would be the perfect thing to do. And and that was exactly what the Falcons did with the Denver Broncos. They moved down to pick 40 and took Richie Grant, the safety of UCF. Richie Grant, he... He is a playmaker. Homeboy is a ball hawk. He's going to hit you. He's going to do whatever is possibly needed at safety. Like, like we we have Eric Eric Harris and Deron Harmon. Like, we have them for now, who would, who would be probably the starters. But, but just having Richie Grant in a position that was desperately needed, it was a, it was a good move. Great value to have at pick 40. He, he was one of the best safeties in the draft. And and just, he is someone that the Falcons needed. Like, this defense was one of the worst in the league. This team needed playmakers, and he is exactly what was needed for this team. Also... Also in day two, the Falcons took Jalen Mayfield, offensive lineman from the University of Michigan with the 68 overall pick. We all know as Falcons fans that O-line was a spot that needed to be like dealt with in this draft. So this was especially especially left guard, center, that's really the biggest question marks. Jalen Mayfield, he's probably gonna play. He's probably gonna be competing for that left guard job. Like he played at Michigan, he played some top tier talent. He played Chase Young. He played all kinds of good defensive linemen. It like just year in, year out, and now he comes to Atlanta in a situation where he can compete for a starting job. Rather, it's left guard, which I would think would be, or center. So then day two concludes. Here comes day three, which is rounds four through seven. And we had to start the day, pick 108. And we took Darren Hall, cornerback 
from San Diego State. Cornerback, we all know this. Like like I said, for offensive linemen, we all know this. This was a position we needed help in bad. Isaiah Oliver, ass. Everybody, everybody that's not named AJ Terrell, ass. So, so this was desperately needed. Darren Hall, he is a he is a physical corner, very athletic. He has he he, he is very tough. He really shines in man to man coverage, but like. Technique-wise, he's still raw and needs time to develop before he's, like, ready to start, like, immediately. He, like, like, I might be wrong here, but he kind of reminds me of another San Diego State DB that we had, but it's not on the team anymore. Um, DeMonte Casey, he, he, like, I see him play here, he reminds me of him. I think he's going to be a great addition to this team. Now with the next pick, which was number 114, which was acquired in that trade down with the Denver Broncos, we took Drew Dalman, center from Stanford. Center, like he, like this was probably one of the best picks that we had in this draft. He is, he is someone that you can probably plug in and play or just have in depth. Like, is there going to be either him or Matt Hennessy starting at center? Just going to all depend on the preseason. And this was just, this was just a pick that was needed. Here's the interior offensive line. It needed some help bad. So, so far, so good. For the first time GM Terry Fontenot in his draft. Now fast forward to the draft. We're at pick 148. Now this is where you need to think about. Go to the defense. Especially the D-line. And with these like. Not even just 148. 148 and 182. We went defensive line. We start off with. Taquan Graham. Defensive tackle from the University of Texas. Taquan Graham, he, he's like, he's going to be a great fit for this Dean Pease defense. At the draft, he was he was actually announced as a defensive end. And like when you watch when you watched him at the senior bowl, he he showed out. This feels like a this feels like a this feels like a great like underrated pick. Like it might look it might not look great now, cause like you just like he's not a flashy guy. This is gonna be one of those very underrated sleeper picks. Now at one eighty two, we took. This is a weird like I still have not learned his this dude's name. I think it's Antetokounmpo. Ogundeji, like I might, I'm probably wrong on that, but he he is a he is a edge rusher from Notre Dame, probably one of the most overrated teams teams in the country. But you know, we ain't gonna talk about that. Edge, like edge, yeah, he he's an edge rusher. That is a big time need for his defense. Dante Fowler, he has he has been a failure of a signing. 
Like Edge, Edge is so bad. Edge is terrible. Needed all the help in the world, and we finally addressed it with pick one eighty two. Just like a couple of these picks, Ogundeji is a raw player. He's gonna need to take time. And just to see his fit with this team, it's gonna be very interesting to see how like how good he can be under DMP's DMP's defense. And it's probably one of the best value picks in this draft for the Falcons. Now we got like we actually had we actually had back to back picks. 182 and 183. So at pick 183, we took Avery Williams corner Boise State University like he's a corner but we really dropped him for his insane special team skills he was probably one of the best like returners in the entire country like he probably is not going to see the football field much on defense but on special teams you're definitely going to see him and it was worth the pickup out at a one eighty-three. Now with the now the last pick, which was one eighty-seven. Like honestly, I thought we were gonna go running back because that was the one position we really didn't we really didn't like look at. Like the like with the draft, we needed to really look at defensive line, DBs, and a running back. We did defensive line. We did offensive line. We did all that. DBs, like, we did all that. We have not done running back. So, I was just like, this is a perfect spot for a running back. There's there's some good value running backs out there. But we didn't do that. We took Frank Darby, the wide receiver out of Arizona State. Like, he's going to be... He's gonna be like down there in depth chart, but he is a deep threat. He is a home run hitter. He's gonna use his speed. He's gonna he's he's that big he's he's that big time like just chuck it up there. He's gonna get it threat. He's gonna burn, he's gonna burn people. You can see that these Arizona State highlights. Him and Jaden Daniels, they went insane with the deep balls. So like and also, Russell Gage, he might not he might not be here past next season. And the same goes for Julio, which would break my heart because Julio is probably one of the most important players we've ever had and probably means a lot to me and a whole bunch of Falcons fans. So that was all for the draft. Like this was a very good draft. This like like from first pick to our last pick, it was a very good draft. Um, like this was I I was in I was impressed with with um Terry Font not with with this being his first time doing the draft as as a general manager, and and I'm just interested to see how these guys play when the season starts and just hope this this uh, draft class. Is one of the best, if not the best, in the league. When when we talk about this at the end of the season. With that being said, thank you for listening to my podcast. See you later.